0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War we are here to talk the second round of the Cruiserweight Classic, and I'm Mad Mike. You know who I am. With me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Peyton. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, particularly after the, launching this week's Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, this th- has been a really great, great tournament. <laughs> just, just great all around. All right, uh, so we do, we do this one a little differently. If you guys are new, welcome. Hi, I'm Mad Mike. Nice to meet you. Um, we just basically go through each match. There's no good, bad change. There's no word. We just talk because this is just straight wrestling, Homes. So, Eamon, what was the first match we were treated to? The first match uh, of
0: the, uh, this episode's second round uh, action is uh, Akira Tazawa of Japan taking on Jack Gallagher of the UK. Uh, and holy
1: crap, was this fun. This this might be my, I mean, I'm not going to say my favorite match in all of the C- Cruiserweight Classic, because that's a tall order. Yeah. But it's definitely top three or four, I think.
0: This was the match I was very happy with in the fact that I didn't, this match I did not know what it was going to look like going in, because both of these men have very, very different styles. Um, and they work so well together. um. Uh, it was just really cool to see. Um, Jack Gallagher was awesome in this, um, and and I think it, it also, I think the reason it works so well is because um, Akira Sazawa is so expressive.
1: Yeah. Both, like I both think visually, he, visually and vocally too.
0: And vocally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like he's really, I think is, and that's unlike a lot of Japanese wrestlers is that he's able to kind of bridge that gap as far as uh, you know, expressing himself. In a sense, because I think a lot of people have that perception with Japanese or even Mexican wrestlers that they can't. The, it's that old Vince Russo thing of like, you know, no one's gonna get behind a, a wrestler that they can't understand their language, you know. And I think that Akira kind of proves that that, that doesn't always have to be the case. And then just some of the, like some of the holds he was putting him in, like and how like he would just be like yelling and stuff like that. Like it was it was perfect.
1: And um, Jack Gallagher working on that leg the whole match.
0: Very, very. I love the psychology in this.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, it had it definitely had two of my favorite spots in all of the CWC. Yes, <laughs> there's one spot where Jack Gallagher has like um like a heel hook on, but he has it on so the Jack so Gallagher's laying out like he's being drawn by Leo DiCaprio on Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Tozawa's just trying to reach for the rope, and is just, like, waving at him. Yeah. It's really the best thing. Like, um, someone needs to make that a gif immediately. And, yeah. uh, and and the other spot, I don't even know how you do this. He made Tazawa almost make himself tap out. It was really spectacular.
0: It's an old, um, it's, it's straight up, like, the only person I can think of that I've seen do this is, like, Mike Quackenbush in the way that you basically tie your up your opponent in a ball and then, like, roll them on their side to where they cannot, like, they cannot escape.
1: And uh, it, it was so great because you could tell, like, Tazawa was in pain, but even the referee didn't know what to do. Like, if that ended the match, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it got even more amazing where Gallagher just went up and kicked him in the butt. <laughs> Just kicked him in the butt like it was a soccer t- uh, tip-off. Just awesome. If, if you're not watching this show, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Watch a Cruiserweight Classic. It's goddamn amazing. It's it's the reason to have the network right now. It is yeah. the reason. Like, if you told me I was paying $10 for each round of the Cruiserweight Classic, take all my money. Just take But, it. but
0: what about Holy Foley, though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. Did, no, did, did you see that preview, Eamon? I did not. Um, okay. Don't, don't, don't do it. Um, I, I also, going back to your, what you mentioned about the Gallagher working on his leg, which I really loved in this match, that finish, he, quick, Cesaro quick German suplexes him. And then I, I, Zilger, I like how you said Cesaro. Did I say Cesaro? <laughs> you said I meant said
1: Cesaro. <laughs> I meant
0: Cesaro. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it
1: could have very well been Cesaro. I also really love the line, amazing
0: line that Brian dropped about forget Brock Lesnar, Akira Cesaro, that was the best German suplex. And I would fully agree. Because uh, Brock, Brock's German's good, but it's just the, the, the appeal to it is that he doesn't care where the guy lands.
1: <laughs> he, yeah, Brock, Brock just does half of it. Yeah. Brock, Brock doesn't do a follow through, he just
0: whoop. Right. But Tozawa's, Tiz- I think, is perfect. And the best was the delayed German suplex where Gallagher tries to reach down towards his leg, and- but Tozawa just powers him over. So yeah. good. It was
1: really re- – And and uh, now, do you consider this an upset? See, i was in between on this because I think either of them could have been – good. I,
0: I would have think Gallagher would have been more of an upset just because Gallagher has more – had. Or cause Tazawa had more of a name before the tournament.
1: Okay, see, cause me, cause me, the way they've been uh, pushing Jack Gallagher, I consider this an upset. I yes. consider ba- based on what WWE has done with this, right. I consider this an upset, which I was shocked. Shocked yeah. that Gallagher lost this match.
0: I, I was I was I was thinking Gallagher was gonna win it.
1: But yeah, I was, I
0: was, I, it's an upset, I think, in your perspective. I, but yet, like I said, like in mine, like I knew more, I knew more of Tazawa going in than I do of, of Gallagher. So I think in that
1: sense, but but at the same time, oh no, time, well, don't get me wrong, I I knew about Tazawa and stuff. I'm just saying the way WWE right. is portrayed it because bracketology, they had a big thing on Jack Gallagher. Uh, basically, every round they've had a big thing on Jack Gallagher. And I don't know, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just thought that WWE was saying, Hey, this is gonna be one of the guys in the final four. Like but he wasn't, and it's awesome.
0: And I think it would have been I think it would have been interesting because other than Graham Metallic, it seems like there's a lot of more UK based stuff on the left side of the tournament. Um uh, and, and I think it's it's interesting it's interesting that he did get take it because I think I think Sabre's kind of a shoe win to go forward. Um we saw Noam Dar advance this week, spoiler. Um but I, I think <laughs> Yeah, um, I was gonna say
1: we're about to talk about it. It's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay.
0: Uh, but yeah, like I, I think it's cool that Tazawa advanced and, and kind of, you know, I liked it more than Koda is, you know, advancing from the Japanese side of things, um, and and just his work afterwards, like he really even sold the, sold the like after the match. Which I think was really great. Um, and yeah, I thought this was really fun.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely one of the more the more fun matches that we've had. Um, all right. So, what was the next match that you possibly already spoiled?
0: <laughs> that I possibly already spoiled uh, was uh, Noam Dar taking on uh, Ho Ho Loon of China. Yes.
1: Um, this was good. This was a to me.
0: These were two guys better showings in this match than they had in their respective
1: first round matches. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I I think Ho Ho Loon had a better first round match. Yeah. Noam, Dar, Noam Dar looked better this round. But Ho Ho Luna, I, I feel, had a bare first round match. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, and this match was it was it was fine. Um, I didn't really think there was anything too not, like I'm still not sold on Noam Dar. I'm not. Like I, I don't. I think his get it. his
0: his style is very like bare bones in a sense. Like it's not like. Overly flashy, it's not, like, overly, like, based in, like, a specific style, I guess. Mm. I think that's why he kind of, you know, he kind of,
1: not blends, but, he's, like... He's, he sticks out, because he doesn't have a specific yeah. style like that.
0: Right, because he's not, like, Saber, where he's, like, specifically doing, like, the map-based style. He's not, like, Koda with the kicks. He's not, like, Graham Metallic
1: with the high-flying. He's kind of, like... Uh, he's it, not even, he's like, Kendrick with the Desperate Veteran stuff, like
0: gonna sound like an insult when i say this and i don't mean it to but he's kind of like your average indie wrestler yeah or it's like oh they're a good wrestler but they don't have a specific he's, he's kind of like a johnny Garganis, maybe is the closest i can think of where johnny isn't really defined by like a certain way that he wrestles he's just a good wrestler
1: if that makes sense um i'm trying to he, he you know what he reminds me of and i don't mean this as an insult because i know a lot of people like this guy he reminds me of Roderick Strong. Yeah, I can see that. And and for any of you guys who watched our midweek wars about Ring of Honor, you know I'm not a fan of Roderick Strong. <laughs> Just,
0: yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. There's a lot of people who are, and I think it's because of that in the kind of yeah, you know.
1: But that, he, he reminds me fun. he reminds me a lot of Roddy. Like there's nothing specific about Noam Dar that strikes me. Like not even his backstory.
0: I would have, I feel like he should have more of a backstory. And yeah, feel, like like
1: ho Loon saying that first he thought he was getting trained in wrestling, but was actually getting trained in judo, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome, and I like that.
0: Like, like because I feel like Noam Dar has stuff. Like his type said, um, uh, what is it? No role models or something like that. Yeah. Or so, something along those lines. I feel like he has stuff that they're just not commenting on for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I He's feel
1: fine. like. Like, I feel like if, if there was going to be one big underdog match, it should have been Ho Ho Loon. Yeah. Because Noam think- Dar seems like the kind of guy they're going to sign anyway. And I feel like Ho Ho Loon being the only representative from China, like, being one of the guys that started wrestling in Hong Kong, like, mm-hmm. that's a cool story to carry over. And I don't know.
0: I think also I think the crowd didn't take to ho Hoholun as much and I think the reason is cuz I don't think the crowd fully realizes there's a difference between Chinese wrestling and Japanese wrestling
1: and also they couldn't come up with a funny chant for him. They almost did. They, no, they, they, they tried chance,
0: they, they tried something in this image. Oh,
1: oh, oh, I was going to get to it when we finished discussing the actual match. Oh.
0: Um, but, but him and Jason Lee, like, I think Jason Lee was more kind of could lean more towards like a Japanese style, but I think people need to realize that the Chinese style isn't the same as the Japanese style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, because one thing I noticed, and I think is something that puts crowds off, was that when when Ho Loon would kick someone, Uh, He wouldn't make the sound. Like, he wouldn't do the (laughs) clapping sound. And and that's because you're not, because some people just aren't taught that way. You're you're
1: just taught to kick someone.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're just taught to kick. Sometimes that crowd is, those kind of crowds are trained to where if somebody kicks, you need to hear a sound. Like, like
1: if there's a chop, but if it's like one of the heavy chops where it thuds instead of like snaps. Yeah, sometimes crowds will shit on it, and it's like, and I'm sorry. Those those chops that thud hurt way more than the chops that make noise.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: It's a it's a true it's, fact.
0: It's just that kind of weird mentality about it. But like, yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of also. And, and Noam won with a uh uh the knee bar again. Uh, uh, both matches where guys worked on the leg. I I did like the the psychologyness of him working on the leg, particularly when Noam hit the or no when Ho Ho Loon hit that um I think it was a Germany hit. And yeah. then couldn't bridge on the leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was good. I, th- I thought that. was I really
1: think Cesaro did something like that too. The first time he uh, go- went for a German.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um, that in that sense, I like. I want to see. So Noam advances. He's facing the winner of Zach Saber and um, Gulak. Uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, and I think that will hopefully be the match that
1: sells me, I I really hope so. Because right now...
0: Because they mentioned that he's wrestled Saber in the past. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that... Because that my prediction is Saber will advance.
1: Well, yeah, naturally, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I'd like to think
1: that that match will be really good. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll sell. But um, full sale. We need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to have a talk. His name is Noam Dar, not Noam Darth. Don't do a star wars theme just just don't dar I, I, dar dar, I, dar 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 you sound like idiots just just I just, think, just chant no wham dar no wham, dar. it's an easy name to chant
0: here's my
1: thing though it i I'm, I'm, I'm
0: fine with the full crowd doing that kind of thing at times where they make um chants. Like, song based off chants. Like, the end of stuff. I know that was a London thing okay, or whatever. Okay, but, but, but... It has to but make when sense. You do it, I know, but not even that. But, like, when you do it all the time,
1: like, it makes those feel lesser than. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you can't You can't chant, everyone's gonna kill you. Like, you can't <laughs> chant, Joe's gonna kill you. You can't chant, Shinsuke's Shin's gonna kill you. You can't chant, no, gonna kill you. All in the same show. You can't do that, like. Well, oh. th- no, 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 no! It, I think that because those are more u- u- utilitarian
0: wrestling chants. But when you're doing parodies of songs as chants, I think that's the part that kills me. But that because, wasn't even
1: a parody of the song. That was just doing the song.
0: But that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like when you're doing song, when you're doing song-based chants, like you need. I, I hate it because it. You can almost hear them thinking it out. You can almost hear them thinking what would be a, what's a song where we can use this but, last thing let's
1: see amen amen see therein lies the problem like when they're thinking, right, no. when they're thinking of a chant they're not watching the fucking match
0: no i agree watch the match and that's what i'm saying and and what i'm, I'm saying is that also lessons those organic ones that the NXT crowd has created like the enzo amore chant to um uh seven nation army like that stuff is now iconic and part of WWE, you know, um, they're doing it on Raw now and stuff like that. And that's cool. But if you do song themed chants for everyone, it doesn't work as well. Like it makes all of them seem lesser. All of them seem less special. That's my thing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my my call to the Full Sail crowd. I know you're trying to be creative, but you need to... Save yeah, it. For, sometimes you, need sometimes to, you need can to,
1: just watch the match.
0: It's, yeah, think of it from like a, if, if you're a wrestler trying to pull out a, a big move. Save it. Save it for when it's really good and really appropriate.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, because it just seemed like they didn't know what to do at a certain point in a match. And instead of being quiet and watching a show like most crowds do they they're like oh, oh, oh we need to say something we're not talking we need to talk i words words D- star wars star wars are words dar 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 like
0: can i just say i would really love if a wrestling crowd just started yelling words <laughs> during, during, <laughs> i i i would love that i would i would pop for that um but yeah. like it
1: it, it, re- it reminds me of amon did you ever watch how i met your mother i've
0: seen some episodes yeah
1: okay there, there, there's one part that that came to my mind like where um two of the characters are trying to pretend not to be listening to other people talking and and one's like oh we should be saying something now we we should be talking like why why aren't we doing something people are gonna think we're suspicious or we're not like words phrases catchphrase like they're, they're just saying I will say
0: that actually and I'm sorry we're going into a fan discussion so that's a crucial class. But like that's actually I think kind of an interesting thought like a thought process because I've felt that to a degree sometimes in wrestling when I'm a fan watching a show. Like if you ever hear like the um I'm the kind of person that if there's a lull I'll start doing the slow clap, like build up clap because I'm impulsed to do it. Okay. Because I feel like You know what I mean? Like, I feel like nothing's happening right now. Everyone's (laughs) quiet. I need to start this chant so the wrestlers don't feel like they're, you know, losing everyone. And and I
1: understand that, but sometimes, and I think even wrestlers know, you have to be okay with comfortable silences. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Like, there are times where we know, like, it's a rest hold or it's a setup hold, and you don't really have to chant during that. Like, you don't have to do, you don't have to chant during entire matches. You don't. And I know I'm saying this now, and I'm probably going to be one of those assholes chanting during everything at TakeOver. But <laughs> but still, I'm just like, there are a lot of times where I go to wrestling shows and I just shut the fuck up. Hmm. Like, it's like having a conversation. You you have to be okay with comfortable silences. It doesn't really work so much on like podcasts because if you do comfortable silences, then people just think something happened with their iPads. like <laughs> <laughs> Or like if you're doing commentary, Eamon, even then, well,
0: like, no, 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 I, I don't think that works because sometimes
1: silence works. Sometimes
0: you gotta let stuff breathe. Like, yeah,
1: especially on impact. It's more the more silence, the better.
0: <laughs> well, let's not talk about that. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> keep talking. Yes, let's keep talking well, the last match, week, uh, last match this week,
1: Gaiman. What was it?
0: Last match uh, of this week was that Anthony Mead taking on Brian Kendrick. Uh, I I one this match is great. Two, I really love the opening of this match where Needs just kicks him immediately. Just, Beats the
1: fuck out of Brian, like. uh, It's so good. I don't know if Brian Kendrick is supposed to be a heel or a face. I don't know, but I'm okay with not knowing because I think he, like, whether he's a heel or a face, legitimately just depends on who he's wrestling.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think he was. I like this match because I think Brian wasn't over. Brian's one of the least flashier people in this tournament, and I think which is ironic. Right, yeah, 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 given
1: the Brian Kendrick, like what he's done in the past, that's pretty ironic.
0: Yeah, I, but I love it. Like I think it works. He's playing a really great character. He's playing a great role, and and I just uh, the, Anthony Nees. I think obviously uh, his ma- his first match in the tournament, kind of fell flat with some of you know stuff that was happening. But he really delivered here. I thought he was awesome in this mm-hmm. match.
1: Yeah, he was uh, much more impressive this match.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really, really excited with what he, uh, with what he put
1: forward. And the finish, where, where, Kendrick actually just like did the the cruiserweight version of the Undertaker sit up, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I really like Brian using the bully choke.
0: That's I really love that as a submission. It's, it's Cause,
1: really cause good because, like, you wouldn't think someone like Brian Kendrick would use a submission where he just wrenches your neck up, but. I also love that
0: knees countered it the first time he tried to do it by just standing up mm-hmm. like I, I thought that was really really good um, yeah there was a lot of uh, back and forth and knees got I said well I say that knees got a lot of offense in this and I think yeah. that was the right way to go about it
1: yeah because um, Kendrick definitely played like the baby in peril for a good majority of the match.
0: And also, I think it just works with his character being the idea that he's the veteran in this tournament. He's trying to prove that he still has it, in a sense. So I think I like that he's... These newer guys he's stepping into the ring with, and he's kind of getting worked down by them a lot.
1: And he's also the oldest guy in the tournament now.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, but I'm... Eamon... Brian Kendrick versus Kota Ibushi. That's gonna be... I don't know what that match oh, looks so I- like. I... Yeah. Fuck. I... I don't know what that looks like. I don't know who wins. I just want to see it. Yeah. Like, cause, cause when I saw Coda versus Al- Cedric, I'm like, okay, I pretty much know where that one's going to go. And I know kind of what that's going to look like this one. Fuck. It's, uh-huh. it's gonna God damn. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. I can't wait. I wish it was taking place later in the tournament. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, we've been doing this thing. Um, Every loser this week, who would you want WWE to sign?
0: Uh, I think this one is kind of – obviously, all of them are great um, from this week's show. Jack Gallagher, I think, deserves to be signed. I think he has earned the audience's love. I would love to see – I don't know, like – because obviously, they're bringing a bunch of cruiserweights from this to Raw for the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. I want it I hope they bring someone like a Gallagher. Because I hope they don't just bring all the guys that are traditional cruiserweights, like the Lucha Libre, high-flying, that style of wrestling. I hope they bring some map-based guys too,
1: you know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, my first pick was going to be Gallagher, but I'm not going to repeat the one you said. So I'm going to go Ho-Ho Loon. Okay. I feel like ho would really shine on Raw, especially against like, a guy like Neville. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be awesome. Or even like throw him in with Sami Zayn. I think that'd be a really, really fun match. Yeah. I, I think that'd be really great. And plus, it, to my knowledge, like, I and I have a pretty good wrestling memory. I don't remember anyone who is built from China who actually who actually was from China. So you don't think of a lot of people that are built from China from WWE. Yeah, I, I can't think. There's a lot of Japan, even a few, like, Mongolians, but I cannot remember like someone billed and booked from China. Yeah. Like I think the closest thing we had was China. And that's not even close at all. <laughs>
0: that doesn't count. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I would like to see that kind of representation on WWE for sure.
1: And I, I think I think they could use it, especially you know, they, they've expanded into China now. They've had shows there. Uh, they just signed the um they didn't they just sign the Chinese athlete, the seven foot tall one? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, John Cena speaks Mandarin for Christ's sake. Let's do this. Let's team up John Cena and Ho Ho Loon. That's, they would be be an unstoppable tag team because they could speak in Mandarin to each other and no one would know what they were talking about. Jesus. (laughs) Could you imagine that? God damn it. When I get WWE 2K17, I'm downloading a Ho Ho Loon created wrestler and him and John (laughs) Cena are going to be my tag champs. God, that's gonna happen, Eamon. Alrighty, so, Eamon, um, where do you rank the Cruiserweight Classic this week? Uh, Cruiserweight Classic's number one this week. Uh, really, really fun action, uh, like we
0: say every week. Uh, really, really great stuff this week on the tournament.
1: Yeah, uh, it's number one for me this week, too. And I can't stress how, like, we didn't even mention it this week, basically. The commentary on this show is so good.
0: It, it is it's really so, good. So, yeah, yeah. like, so
1: goddamn good. I, if I had one wrestling wish right now, it would be to replace JBL and Brian on SmackDown. Just Mauro mm-hmm. and Brian have such a great rapport with each other, and they're only getting better. Like, ah. Uh, I, I just want to see more of them. Like, I want to hear more of them. They, they have a really, really good chemistry with each other. Totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we also got the final uh, matches next week for the second round. Uh, uh, and uh, I'll just run through those real quick. We got Lindsey Dorado against Rich Swan, uh, That'll be happening. We've got Zach Saber Jr. taking on Drew Gulak. And then in the main event of the round two, we got Johnny Gargano
1: and TJ Perkins. Um, so those are all looking to be really, really fun stuff. I think
0: next week's going to be really, really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of If they're airing them in that order, I kind of like that Johnny Gargano is like the main event of every round. Yeah, 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 like I, th- I think that's, I think that's a really interesting way of doing it, especially because like he's the known guy from NXT. Like, I, I just think it's really fun. Absolutely. All right, uh so Eamon, where can the people of the internet find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at eamon 2 please You can also check out uh, the Wrestling Professional Involved Fire Pro Wrestling over at inspireprowrestling.com. We just had a show last Sunday that featured WWE Cruiserweight uh, Classic competitor Lindsay Dorado. Uh, uh keep an eye out on, on our social media and, and that when that event will be out because you'll want to check that out. Uh it'll be really,
1: really fun matches in. So uh yeah, go support us. Alrighty, you can find me at Mad Mike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also hit up our uh Twitter page at Mayhem Show, hit up our Facebook group, tell us what you're thinking about the Cruiserweight Classic, and if you're if you're not watching it, we'll give you more reasons on the Facebook group why you should be watching it, because it's really, really good wrestling. All right. Um. So for Amon Peyton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your mid-week walk. Wo- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky.